0: I love uh, my, my grandma Healy, and she's uh, actually here today, so this will be more of an interesting homily because I have a story about her, but um, you know so, but uh, just one thing about her too is that for my, um, my ordination, one of her gifts to me was a little timer, and it was just a kind of sign to keep my homilies at five minutes. <laughs> and unfortunately, grandma, uh, I think I'm going to be breaking five minutes. I, I timed it in at six minutes at the last mass, so Sorry, Grandma. But um, my Grandma Healy, she's one of the most um, social uh, beings I know. For example, though she's, you know, uh, in in her 80s, later 80s, uh, she still frequents the gym. And she lives in Springfield, Illinois, and is a member of uh, the local Planet Fitness. And uh, there's no doubt that every time she goes to the gym, she gets a good workout. Uh, what is in doubt, however, is whether her lungs are more taxed uh, by walking on the treadmill or talking with her neighbors on the next treadmills next to her, so it's still in debate. Uh, let's just say that her visit to the local Planet Fitness is more of a social outing than a workout at times. And that's perfectly okay, you know, uh, and Planet Fitness is the perfect gym for her needs. You know, it's a gym that has pizza days and an alarm that goes off if you work out too hard. So uh, if, if you come to socialize more than work out, you've come to the right gym. But this is not the case for other gyms. You know, For example, there are big commercial gyms, and they seem to often attract a younger clientele that uh, likes to flaunt off their gains. Uh, there also are other more culty gyms, as I call them, like CrossFit gyms or powerlifting gyms. Uh, CrossFit gyms are typically clean and organized and uh, attract a community that like to push how many reps uh, and how many sets they can do in a row. And powerlifting gyms could look, uh, on the other hand, look a little bit more like a dungeon and attract a clientele that really look like monsters (laughs) and like looking like monsters, uh, who like lifting as much weight as they can for the fewest amount of reps. And this is great, you know, this is, this is good that there are just so many different options for the variety of ways that people work out because everyone is able to get what they want. And so then, too, with this logic, isn't it good that there are so many Christian denominations because everyone is able to get uh, what they want? Absolutely not. Uh, our Catholic faith is not just you know one flavor among many, and this isn't to disparage uh, you know other Christian denominations. You know the reality is you know as Christians we have so much more in common than you know most other groups out in the world today. But the second reading, uh, Saint Paul's letter to the Corinthians, helps make us aware that something is terribly wrong with the divisions in Christianity that exist today. To contemporize uh, Saint Paul's letter. Uh, this is what we would hear people say. I belong to Luther. I belong to Calvin. I belong to Joseph Smith. I belong to Pastor Joe's church that split off from Pastor Smith's. I belong to Monsignor Deutsch. I belong to Father Arnold. I belonged to Father Pacer. Is Christ divided? Was Joseph Smith crucified for you? Was Monsignor Deutsch crucified for you? Was I crucified for you? Were you baptized in my name? No, Jesus Christ was crucified for love of you. And through your baptism, you have been united in a death like his, and are now part of the one mystical body of Christ, his church, which he entrusted to St. Peter, whose calling we hear about in today's gospel, and the apostles and their successors. The church, our Catholic faith, is something we receive, and it's not something we make or create. It's something we are called to, like Peter and his brother Andrew, and which we should respond to with immediacy. One of the church's four marks, uh, that is those, those characteristics that speak to, to her identity, uh, is oneness or unity. Uh, if you've forgotten the other three from your catechism classes or religious education, uh, the other three, which you'll hear in the creed, are holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And today I believe it's the church church's oneness, her unity, that's most under attack. And the reality is, uh, unity in, in our world today is under attack. We see so much more division, and so it's, it's no surprise that it's also within our church, too, in the Christian faith. Uh, and it's not the first time that the church's unity has been under attack. Far from it. Um, COVID really did a number, though, when we speak in today's time. Like, COVID really did a number on us, uh, though I believe it was more of a catalyst than a cause. Uh, what's one of the most common strategies in wars for victory? Divide and conquer. What did COVID do? It isolated us in our homes and bombarded us with competing ideologies. And with the tools of technology, instead of building bridges, uh, we built echo chambers. And still many of us remain more isolated than we were before. And I just mentioned this just to bring the urgency of, of, of our call to be united as one. In these trying times, we need to stick together ever more as a church and can't let infighting divide us. We need to act as one body to whom we're united in Christ. This doesn't mean that there aren't important questions or differences uh, we need to discuss and work out as a church, as the Diocese of Rockford, as St. Patrick's. Uh, it just means that we can't resort to the nuclear option or, and cut and run when conflict arises. Separating ourselves from Christ's church is never the right decision, as St. Paul warns us today in his letter. Mass helps to show that we are united and remain united with all those who take part of the body and blood of Christ throughout the entire world. It shows that our unity isn't just something invisible, but it's something concrete. And that is why the Eucharist is also called communion, because it's a tangible way we grow in communion and unity is through our reception of the Eucharist worthily. Perhaps you don't know it, but one of the effects of the Eucharist is an increase in unity, because it's the one food that when we consume it, Uh, Instead of being broken down and incorporated into us, you know, the Eucharist, it breaks us down. It humbles us, and it makes us more like what we receive, Jesus Christ, our head. And the more we resemble Christ, the more we resemble each other, the more we're on the same page, and the more united we are with each other, with the most important things of life. United in Christ in the Eucharist, we will stand And united, we cannot be conquered.